0: This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com.
1: Somewhere out there is a class that has no teacher, a grade that leads to no degree. Recess is all but a memory. The children call the shots and the pets are merciless. There are no meetings, but there are still conference calls and always homework. Two middle aged men with a guitar problem in the form of a podcast. Welcome to grade 43.
0: Get off my lawn. Wrong. Good. And Zoom's recording. Mm, bumpers. Oh, bumpers on a lunch break bumpers on a lunch break we sacrifice our lunchtime for our listeners so what did you heat up what did you do what did you just oh uh,
2: i on? have some avgo soup do you know that soup the greek Mm-mm. lemon soup so but it's not like an egg drop soup um it's uh like you mix in the egg yolks carefully so that you don't uh end up with egg drop soup right it, it's um it's like a creamy soup right. with it's a like lemon. Doing,
0: uh, what's the, uh, the pasta with the, uh, the peas and the pancetta or the ham and the. Uh, you oh, that's that delicious. Are that you talking it's about? not primavera. Like, it's not pasta primavera. What is
2: carbonara? it?
0: Carbonara? Carbonara, yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's like a soup. Like, ooh, if I added bacon to this, it would be carbonara soup. That would be nice. amazing. And it's kind of like rice pudding, except it's savory. So it's got <laughs> like rice in it that I like. That's huh. kind of, I love rice pudding. So, so. uh, my, yeah, my and mac and cheese so you know we nice. had the 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 event last week and i ordered a metric ton of food and i had a metric ton of cheese yep. platter and so gretchen was like let's make mac and cheese so there's like five from the of, cheese platter from the cheese plate, well, yeah so there's That's like nice. six kinds of cheese in my mac and cheese nice. so it's it's pretty fabulous yeah did you heat up any lunch
0: No, but I was talking about my new food thing. So, um, because there is often something to do during lunch like this recording bumpers I've taken to lunch for breakfast, like early, like everyone ships out for school or work or wherever they're going. And I've got, you know, a half an hour to read email, look at the internet and have myself a bowl of chili. So
2: I love that idea. That's
0: been, that's been my new go-to and, uh, Tara made the most amazing steak chili and I cannot Ooh. stop myself from eating. it. I determined this is what being middle-aged kind of converts to is you can't stop yourself from being Homer Simpson, right? So I can't stop myself from having that <laughs> second bowl of chili before lunchtime when I have my third bowl of chili, maybe. If I'm <laughs> lucky.
2: Uh, that's why we have to have our mall Walker shoes, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can probably hear me chewing on the on the microphone, and it's like, you know, I don't even, I don't, I don't really care. Like it's okay. Like at first when we were starting this podcast, I was gung ho on getting like a bajillion listeners on day one, and it's like, why? It's not like our life depends on this. I love doing our podcast, but I'm happy being the late night radio show where we have like our faithful listeners and we're just talking to them and they're yeah. calling in and whatever and have it's just like the, uh, this is you, awesome
0: have you seen the reboot of the kids in the hall no <laughs> oh yeah there's a there's a great thing about it, this poke post-apocalyptic dj and he just plays one song over and over again for, him, for <laughs> it's amazing because that's all he has will we'll put a link to that if we can yeah yeah uh, so show like notes. you
2: know eventually things get really serious that's great but like this is
0: for this lunchtime episode is for our asmr tier
2: yeah <laughs> that's right that's right so anyway it's awesome i love it i like being able to talk about the food and everything and just we just do our show and we did a good interview didn't we it was yeah it was fun it was brisk like we did we
0: powered through that and we were like hey how you doing we
2: started yeah. joking
0: i think we have some good b-roll uh, yeah to To throw there at the end, so yeah, uh, I feel like we should. We I know we introed him, but we should do a little a little pub pre-interview of set up Steve, right?
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree because um, we didn't talk enough about a topic that I thought was uh, important, which which was like when we discovered how he got into playing music, how he got where he got. So really, it's about like goal setting and being r- super focused on your goals and not being afraid to well first of all really making mistakes we don't talk about it a whole lot but it's like yeah you got to make a bajillion mistakes yeah. to get there and that's yep. okay in that goal thing and also just staying focused so um
0: well i think that's why the interview went so brisk because yeah. like if it's not evident to you listeners, like. This is a guy who doesn't mess around. He just takes, uh, he takes names and prisoners. What's the right term? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Like he's just like, okay, go. I'm gonna go learn this thing, and he's not yeah. he's like this is the definitive thing. I'm gonna learn this thing, and then I'm gonna learn the next thing and the next thing, yep. and that just keeps going on.
2: Yep. I mean, so so we'll talk about it in a second with him, but like he was on his way to playing major league baseball, and then he switched to music, which. Are both things that if I told my parents I wanted to do them, they would have been like, you need to go be an engineer, right? So he went from one, quote unquote, impossible to another impossible and is like it within, I think, 10 years on the billboard charts. I mean, talk about sticking to your goals like that's nuts.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Fearless, because yeah,
0: every parent in the world would go, huh? You know, your brother's a dentist, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. exactly that. Exactly that. So, yeah, I I feel like we didn't quite talk on that about that enough because I think he's so salt of the earth kind of guy that he uh, just. I don't want to say he takes that for granted, but it just is like in his persona to do that, yeah. like that. Yeah, so.
0: no nonsense whatsoever.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, do we have any? Any follow up that we want to hit on just before we, we, we get right into the uh, intro?
0: Before I know, let's so let's let's jump into the uh, let's jump into the interview and we'll come back out and we'll 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 hear it all again for the first time and we'll
2: wrap. right here we go. All right. Fancy. No, I'm doubling and now down now my video two. is frozen. God damn. There we go. You look
0: okay. God. Usually Calamar's <laughs> video freezes and he looks like he's just getting abused in prison.
1: That's fine. I mean it could be that it could be that kind of show.
2: <laughs> We're not. <laughs> you know, it just one never knows where where the where the conversation takes us.
1: I mean, I just watched the Jeffrey Dahmer series, so kind of in spirit with where I'm at mentally, so <laughs>
2: Okay, so we usually, just usually that,
0: we ask a guest what was the last adulting thing they did. Oh, We've right. never gotten burying a body, so yeah, I mean. that's a
1: good thing, I guess.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so Steve, just so you know, like we're just gonna shoot the shit for a while. Probably talk about guitars. Probably talk about whatever life stuff. And I'll do a quick intro, like saying how. Talking about you a little bit, you know, gotta warm up the guests, you know, and then uh and then we'll just talk, so uh should be easy enough. if you're familiar yeah. with the medium of talking yeah i've <laughs> i <laughs> feel like I feel like I've talked before, but I'm okay. not sure if uh I think Steve has this dad, yeah yep. um, and uh we were just commenting you got your influencer lights on, and that's kind of awesome, like it's pretty. It's getting pretty slick. Yeah, you're. you're it's, looking. I got to do
1: what I got to do. I'm not. I don't have my backlight, which I kind of need. But <laughs> black shirt, black background. Yeah. But, okay. This that'll be something to talk about during. But I this was my pandemic project was nice. video and doing all this shit. So
2: yeah, dude. I remember your first videos, or at least the first ones I saw, were like. Awful. There's like you and a dresser behind you, like your 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 bedroom dresser <laughs> yep. or furniture. Yeah. Who whatever. has a dresser in their background? I thought you first come said. On.
1: I thought you said you and a dress, and I was like, you
0: saw those? <laughs> <laughs> those are for patreons only. Okay, this yeah. is getting
2: this is getting too good already. So I'm just gonna like do this intro thing real quick so that we have it and and we just move along. Fine. Right. I'm gonna turn this light on. Motion carried. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I want him to hear it because we got to warm him up, you know. So. Uh, okay.
1: So he made all the difference in the world. Oh, it made such a difference.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, huge difference. Um, one of the first people, so we're, we're doing this right, Brian. Here we go. So, yep. Uh, one of the first people I met on Instagram, uh, and was extremely friendly and helpful was Mr. Steve Sterlacci. Uh, my guitar teacher, actually, Josh, uh, Skaja, I don't know if you've actually remember who he is or not, but y'all might have talked before. He's also a professional musician uh turned me on to uh steve's hx stomp patches we all use like this fly rig inspired by your like blackface um patch that you had created you know as a professional guitarist using this stuff on tour i was like well yeah this is this is probably a good (laughs) this is good enough for my (laughs) bedroom guitar antics you know and and ever since then like uh poor steve has to endure my like direct messages of asking him like, Hey, what do I do about this lighting or about this mic or about this other thing? And he's helped me out with a bunch of things. Um, I bought like some of this mic gear that I have right now based on like some suggestions from him and it's been totally awesome. So, you know, as someone who clearly is, you know, professional musician he does his own self-promoting as far as i can tell with his band he's his own roadie you should see him wrap wires it's amazing and then puts them in the case it's unbelievable this man is like working all the time and is still super generous and talks to people that want to talk to him on instagram so without further ado i want to introduce the jack johnson of long island and i'll explain what i mean by that so all right (laughs) Hey Steve. How's it going hey, guys? Thanks for having me. Good. Good. Yeah, Thanks for being here. Yeah yeah do you do you catch do you understand my reference here about Jack Johnson?
1: I'm confused I'm from Long Island so that I'm kind of <laughs> with it but what, what so, did I
2: do? So Jack Johnson is a professional musician he has several albums out I'm sure you've heard his music. Yeah I've heard of that guy a couple times. Yeah he's a professional surfer turned musician I don't know if you know that. I did not know that he's from Hawaii, right? Okay. And, and then he's, yeah. So he's one of those people that's just kind of good at a lot of things. And I believe you were uh, going into the major leagues. You were playing ball.
1: Oh, that was a dream at one point. Yeah. Um, that was my whole life until, until music was a, uh, was baseball. I got a scholarship to play in college and I hadn't even played guitar until I was about like 20 years old. Um, wow. I was in college playing baseball and that's when I met my now wife, Jessica. And she was in a cover band playing every weekend, like while we were at school. So I would stay out and watch her gigs and then go to practice at 6 a.m. the next day. There was a really great guitar player in that band. And just watching him, I was like, I was like, I could do that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I kind of, as the baseball career was going this way, I just kind of transitioned my work ethic into guitar playing because, I mean, I guess we're all kind of the same where when you get obsessed with something, you get obsessed with it. So got obsessed with the guitar and it's been my life ever since. And obviously baseball didn't work out, but I still coach. Um, I coach a high school team here and I coach uh, more advanced high school kids that want to pursue scholarships and play in college
0: wow dude holy moly two very important questions was the guitar in order to pursue your lady wife and then also is three games really a playoff series okay so
1: first question um no it honestly had nothing to do with her because she came after me despite what anybody will tell you so (laughs) so that was already um that was already a thing before I even played, and I was kind of like, "Hey, you do this, maybe I could try it." Her first gift ever to me was a tuner because it was so bad that <laughs> I, it's actually a true story. I I, awesome. I thought it was so cool at the time, like, "Oh, cool! Like I've got my own tuner. This is awesome." And she's like, "Use it." Yeah, you. Need I was to like, use it. "Yeah." Oh. <laughs> Like now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was fucked up.
0: (laughs) But in a way, probably the best passive aggressive gift you ever got. Right. Super. Uh.
1: (laughs) Yes. The best passive aggressive gift that I ever got. (laughs) So she's like a like a crazy like super like ear talent, like one of those people Mm. that could just do anything musically really, really well without really knowing why. And um, I've
2: seen her like playing piano, plays guitar. Yeah. Does it all. And is a state it's just kind of like wild
1: yeah she's uh she's an amazing talent and very inspiring but also frustrating because she's just so good at
2: <laughs>
1: she it's like there's being good at guitar playing and there's being good at music yeah she's just really fucking good at music like yeah everything yeah. is just like ah, why'd you think of that and why is it so good and why didn't i think of that yeah Stuff like that. Uh,
2: you, you know, you 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 touched on something that... We talked to Phil McKnight not long ago. I, you know Phil, right? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Um, he was saying that musicians and athletes share something in common, which is like an addictive personality. And it's like this obsession to just want to... It's hard to explain what it is, whether it's like collecting guitar pedals or practicing or doing whatever. Like, we just... We got to have it. It's, it's like our, our drug. In. So it,
1: yeah, it's like a competitiveness that you just have within yourself and I guess within others too, because you see somebody else with a great piece of gear. You're like, I want that. <laughs> 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 Not only want, I need that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then question two, is three games really a series?
1: Um, okay. I'm mixed feelings about the new <laughs> wildcard thing too. Um, Wild card. I don't think should be a series. I always thought that game One Sixty Three was huge. I thought that was so cool that it's like, Hey, play for your life. One game, everything you got,
0: this is everything on the line. But also,
1: I mean, baseball is a team game and it's not exactly a, it's not like football where it's like one week is one week. And that's your whole team is in one week's game. So three game series, um, I don't know. I like five better probably,
2: but yeah. Yeah. Cool. As a Brazilian, I'm just going to nod at all of this because <laughs> baseball to me is, is it's a all, mystery. F- all football for Calamar. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We started,
1: we started watching Ted Lasso and we are like obsessed with it.
2: Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's, it's so good.
1: I know nothing about soccer and I'm like, I love soccer. Yeah.
0: I always oh, find soccer so very like soothing because you always get a big shot of the field. The grass always looks good, people are moving, they're singing like it's the best. just kinda, yeah like, relax sport until the bloodthirsty fans start killing each other. Its yeah, awesome then it gets a little bit more interesting but
1: um the coolest part is we do a lot of international touring, so the perception of the American in the u k is so spot on like everything that they
2: say is just absolutely <laughs> true and hysterical. So we're you big know, fans of that. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong about baseball, but, you know, soccer compared to like basketball or whatever is, is, is a sport that like it's more like an opera. It's not like a pop tune or like the drive through. It's like you got to watch 90 minutes and then it's like, oh, look at that, like climactic moment and things that happen in the game finally. Right. So it's got it's got to build up the whole thing. It's not oh, 200 points were scored or whatever. And I feel like baseball is kind of like, you just kind of watch it and there's like things going on that you don't understand unless you play ball and then boom, something happens and it's because of, you know, the game building up.
1: It's just the most beautiful sport to me. I mean, I'm crazy about the sport. Like I could sit with my friend who, um, he never really played, but he's obsessed with baseball, like loves fantasy and like dives deep into players and stuff and he'll sit and watch a game with me and be like everything you just said he's like i've never thought about any of this before he's like i've been i've <laughs> he's been a, just baseball a stats fan. guy he's but he's a baseball guy his whole life and yeah. i'm i'm very mechanical like that's what i do when i when i coach and it makes sense for guitar playing about yeah. like technique and proper form and stuff so i could see things before they happen and understand like pitch sequencing and what the pitcher and catcher are doing together and how the catcher is receiving the ball to make to make the umpire think it's a strike things like that so there's uh man there's so much that happens in a game in my head it's very even when i'm just sitting casually enjoying a game my head is like okay here's 15 things that are happening yeah. between every TV pitch TV
0: in some way right
1: i don't yell at the Men- TV.
2: mentally <laughs> <yelling> at the- <laughs> <laughs> you don't yell at the tv
1: that's actually why i can't watch american football anymore because I, I I can't stand the culture of screaming at the TV and throwing things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watch I'm, soccer. I'm
0: just going to slowly let myself out the door. <laughs> You're one of those guys. <laughs> A little bit. I mean, I don't really care about too much of any sport anymore, except for like hockey, but like, for me, that's the fun of football is watching by going, what are you doing? Ah, whatever. I'm leaving the room, right? Yeah. Yes. My,
1: my <laughs> college roommate used to watch the game with a broom in his hand.
2: Oh, my God. And oh. he was
1: his diehard Steelers fan. And he would just like whip it across the room. like, dude, it's fucking football. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Steelers fan, I think that's a special kind of person.
2: Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Here comes all the hate mail from all three <laughs> listeners. All right. Email <laughs> calamar at no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you can see that on my who is when I registered that domain, right? Oh, yeah, it's there like, you go. there's my email and all my information anyway, uh, different topic, but actually we can kind of transition to that a little bit because like, okay, I didn't realize you still even coach baseball, you tour, you do TikTok videos, you do like YouTube <laughs> videos. I tried making YouTube videos. They take forever. Um, and, like you're doing your own setup and breakdown at, at shows. I imagine you all probably even write your own contracts or whatever. How do you, how do you do all of this? Do you just, how do you get this all done?
1: Uh, one thing at a time as the, uh, the saying goes, I mean, uh, again, my wife, Jess is the artist that I also tour with and she's basically her own whole record label. She does everything. We have no label, no funding of any kind. So anything that we do, Yeah, she does the bookings, the like everything that you just mentioned, all the logistics, all that stuff. Wow. And um, her dad and her dad's actually in the band, too. He plays bass and does all of the live sound stuff. So me and him are usually uh, the ones that are
0: quite literally a working band. right? Yeah, literally. That's amazing. amazing.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I was talking to a friend yesterday about, um, you know, there's like the gig economy. But then there's this other economy that I don't know what to call it. He was calling it like the passion economy. It's like leveraging all this technology now to do all this stuff yourself, like releasing a record, releasing a book, uh, all that other stuff. Is that, is there a name for that? Or is there, how do you, how do you figure out how to do all this yourself?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, like I said, it's just, it just builds over time. Like, when the pandemic hit and, you know, we were supposed to be in Europe for four months. So that happened around March. And then we were supposed to be gone from May until August. So we were like, what the hell are we going to do? So again, being the obsessive person that I am, I'm like, well, let's start doing things from home. We can, I had already started doing uh, YouTube stuff. Like you said, um, my older stuff is like, It was just I'm putting up this camera that I had and hitting record, like no actual lights, no nothing fancy. So I was like, you know what, this will help all of us because it'll help me and my channel because I had started getting, like you said, like a couple of people at a time, you know, would start watching and consistently commenting on things. So I was like, I want to be better for them and I want to hopefully expand and grow. And then it can also help with um, not being on tour where Jess can do her own videos, do her live streaming and stuff. so I spent basically all of 2020 obsessing over camera gear, lighting, um, different uh, the audio stuff we already know, but um, just figuring out ways to make everything better and to elevate it to a level where it's not run in the mill but professional looking or seeming. I guess mm-hmm. that's the, that's the ultimate trick is how do you seem more professional?
0: <laughs> and, and also one of the things with your stuff and uh, sam- between sampling YouTube and, and TikTok and just like stuff out there on the internet, you always look like you're having a good time. Uh, you always look I am, like having I fun. Mean. <laughs> But I know it's that's also got to be. be like, that's just the way it looks. Cause there's a ton of like, you know, work behind it. So what's the toughest thing that you had to do that still looked hilariously fun?
1: Oh, God. Um, I would probably say being on tour. I mean, when you're doing, like, if I do, like, a tour vlog or something, it's like, here's how we do things. Meanwhile, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like throwing like, things. I haven't eaten
0: dinner yet. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: But uh, it's like, uh, hey, camera's on. Everybody smile. Like,
2: yep. <laughs> and you're sweating your ass off.
1: <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God. You want to hear some funny stories? Yes, um,
2: yes absolutely. Yes, man.
1: <laughs> being a one man crew with YouTube stuff is so annoying sometimes. So I had done this stupid Amazon video. And for some reason, the one video that like really blew up my channel was Amazon basics, guitar pedals. And that, that's that got almost like three quarter of a million views. It's the biggest video on my channel.
2: Wow.
1: And, uh, it's a, it's a huge piece of my channel that, um, it's my one hit wonder, I guess. <laughs> but, um, after that i was like oh what other amazon things can i do so i bought all of these useless amazon guitar products and it was unboxing and trying and i filmed this whole video i go to watch it back and i just have a huge booger in my nostril <laughs> and i'm like no fucking way
2: you released uh, it like that hell no oh okay, <laughs> so, okay without seeing the booger
1: and and everybody's like you know jess is like well just just refilm it refilm it i'm like i unboxed like 10 oh Oh my
2: god
1: and part of um part of how i unbox things is that i'm not careful so i'm like ripping it and throwing it and so i actually went on fiverr and i hired somebody to mask my booger the entire video that's amazing that's amazing Uh, and then it tanked (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) so not worth it but um that's one the other day i just filmed a demo for um this Mogabi smart guitar and it comes with two wings. It almost looks like a Yamaha silent guitar, but you actually put the wings on. Mm. So I filmed the whole demo and then I'm editing it and I get halfway through my edit and I'm like, Oh shit. I put the wings upside down. I put the top on the bottom and the (laughs) bottom on the top. So I'm like, and this was one I just, I, I just reshot it yesterday and I just finished editing it today. And that was like, another one. We're just like, dude, come on. <laughs> why am I? Why am I like this? But when but you're... is
2: is that a combination of like your own decisions of videos to make, or are you doing a lot of these as partnerships now? Uh both. Yeah,
1: I'd say it's a it's mixed bag. Um, if I find a piece of gear that is like a kind of a rarity or something cool that I would actually want to use, then I'll buy it. Like, um, pretty much all my amps. I don't have uh, Blackstar. Yeah. I have sponsored amp from. But um, everything else I've bought, like I have a vintage Baseman, Dr. Z, Z-Rack, um, Analog Outfitters, Sarge. Um, those I buy because I want them and I eventually want to like match those tones into the digital gear and hopefully sell those one day and right,
2: right. make some money back on them. Right, right, right. Like with the quad cortex or something. Yeah, so, as, as we get into
0: the, the, we get away from, uh, from sport and tour and into gear. How many new guitars this month?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, not as many as TikTok makes you think. Like, that's another thing. Social media is so I annoying. I called him
2: out on one of them.
1: <laughs> Social media is so annoying with some things, man, because it's like I could post a video of us on stage in front of 10,000 people at a festival, you know, like really like performing and stuff, and it'll just get nothing but then I'll do a stupid trending audio that is like a five second reel that it's, it's, it's dumb yeah. yeah. for lack of a better, <laughs> right. lack of a better term. But it
0: blows up and somebody makes a, well, actually comment about, you know, something you got wrong in the video. Right. That's the joy it's, of social media.
1: And with social media now it's like, Hey, go ahead. Because it's building engagement. So yeah. bring it on. <laughs> but um, let me, my, let me
2: just, because one thing we try to do is like, we're not sure. <laughs> Oh crap. Ooh, so you actually yeah. did get a new one. Oh my yeah, god. I actually I saw, did. I saw the links for that. Yep. Well, because I called him out on the key, so he's like, Oh, a new guitar. And I'm like, You got a key now too? He's like, No, it's my wife's. But in the video, he's like, <laughs> New guitar, blah, blah, blah. But it was did like a joke. It was it? one of those like goofy TikToky ones. <laughs> and that's
1: unfortunately part of the game, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right? I mean, yeah. whatever. For- those are hilarious though. I think I think you are like being modest about it because one, it's not easy to come up with like what's going to be my version of that one, right? Like, there's that last one that was, uh, do you remember? And it was, uh, whatever silly trending audio. And you came up with something for a guitar, which was funny, right? It's like whatever, it's got like the guitar case without the guitar in it on your back <laughs> after yeah. 30. It's funny, stupid things. I, but it, you got to come up with it, you got to do it. It takes time, and it just builds your it builds your audience it's what you have to do i i actually really respect that a lot that you're you're willing to jump through the hoops of whatever it is you got to do you're not you're not some billionaire with an agent handler that takes care of everything for you and you can sit around and make stupid videos you're doing that taking that time out of your day where maybe you're you could even do other tour related things or something, but no, you want to do that so that you can build that audience that feeds into everything else you're doing. I think that's sort of without putting words in your mouth, but it's feeding into you and Jess's careers and everything and just kind of like
1: growing it. I mean, mean, that's, that's the hope. At least you got to kind of, you have to kind of diversify yourself in today's social media game. It's like, you can't just be a YouTuber. You can't just be a TikToker. And I feel like, a lot of times on youtube now like with uh youtube shorts which are basically the same stupid videos like tiktoks and instagram right. reels it's like you see these people explode on youtube and wind up with like a million subscribers suddenly and it's like somebody like me that's been working really hard at this <laughs> that gets really frustrating because yeah. it's like yeah. it's like i bust my ass for this and like these stupid videos have now propelled somebody yep. so exponentially further past me that i'm like yep that's fucking annoying yep but yep. once i can i now have a backlog of all that stuff but i also
0: that's critical yeah
1: then i get into the situation of do my youtube subscribers want to see that content right right And is, that is, that is a can, big question is gonna be question. like oh steve's posting all this stupid shit now i don't want to
2: watch that anymore right right and i think you're doing it right because you're doing it across different platforms that call for different things so you're not doing stupid videos and apologies to everyone. We're calling them stupid. We don't mean they're stupid. Just like fleeting comedic videos, whatever. Mostly on they're Instagram. They're stupid. <laughs> okay, they're stupid. Whatever. And uh, they're not like your core videos that now have changed their tone completely and, and are going to like put your real YouTube audience Little at...
0: bits, little segments, right? I mean, yeah. I yeah, 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 about,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do have to be careful, right? Like, this is another thing. Phil, our wise... Phil is like just... If you ever get to talk to Phil, he is just like... It's the oracle for Calum. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. He said, be careful what goes viral. So only make videos you want to make, because then you're going to be stuck making those videos you hate. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, and for our listeners, the guitar in question that Steve showed us was a
0: beautiful-looking Les Paul. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Can we talk more about that guitar just a little bit, just to like... Of course, that's why I bought it just to talk about it. Yes, I don't know I know. Play it. I know. <laughs> it's too good to that play. That video was funny. I showed it to my wife. You're like, "Why I need a new guitar?" Uh because uh it's like uh you know, it's got the thing that's like the other yep. thing like <laughs> and <laughs> no that's cares except and again us. <laughs> that
1: video is up to like 1.5 million views for some reason. <laughs> I literally just put the camera on our on our uh lamp stand and I was like, "Just just look at your laptop and don't pay attention to me." And she's like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> It took five seconds to make. And it's like, you put so much work into producing something yeah. that just goes nowhere. Yeah. Like I just did that. Um, It was, it was this guitar. I did a video on um how I fixed the nut cause the nut was binding. So I just filmed like a one minute. I cut, it took me a while to cut it together to get it down to a minute of how I file a nut on a guitar to make it not bind and stay in tune. So That wasn't a trending audio. That was just me trying to do it. It Took me hours to actually physically do. I needed to do it anyway, so I just rolled the camera anyway. But editing it took probably about an hour. And that got absolutely nothing. But (laughs) the stupid video of me mouthing audio gets a million and a half. You can't compare.
2: No, you can't. You can't but but you know, in a way, it also makes me think like we've talked to other people on YouTube they say like, the challenge is you have to keep reinventing yourself. And I would venture to say that making stupid videos like that is a way better way to kind of capture people than it is to have to completely do your real thing a different way, like have to go and, oh, now this is what's popular. And this other thing I did isn't. And then I need to change these hour long videos that take forever to make. So I think you're better off with the five second video that works. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, and also I'll, I'll... Shed another uh
0: perspective in that maybe your uh, uh filing down the nut video isn't viral now or important now, but at some point on a dark, stormy night, someone's gonna Google something and they're gonna find that as a hit and they're gonna learn how to do the thing that saves the yep. bacon for them on their guitar. Yep. And uh, which ultimately
1: me- is what I wanted to do with social media and with YouTube. Like like uh like you guys said before, my YouTube was to help Helix users. That was my that was right. my starting point. And um, it's easy to lose that. It's very easy to lose that and chase the uh, the wanting to be the next Phil night where it's like, oh, well, right. you know, he's doing this to where he can do this as a job. Like, I really want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you start, uh, I call him swinging for the fences. You know, mm-hmm. there's videos where you're swinging for the fence. And then there's videos where you're um, offering your audience that you already have something. So if I do a Helix video, it's for my audience mm-hmm. that I already have. And then there's right. the other ones that I call swinging
2: for the fence that I'm attempting to yep. reach a new audience right. with.
0: Get it, get noticed. Yep. Yeah.
2: But some of those are 10 hours of work and those companies don't even pay you They're, they're just like, Oh, thanks. They don't even track the state. You know, you help them sell a million pedals and they're like, Hey, thanks. Um, I didn't even so. sometimes not even that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's another weird thing. Sometimes, you know uh, you'll get sent something, you do a video on it and just never hear from the company again.
2: Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what he warned like, us about. We were like, ooh, the company sent me a pedal. It's like, oh, don't be excited about that because now you're going to do 10 hours of work for free. Like- yeah. <laughs> and if they don't like you, they'll find somebody else who wants a and pedal. And if they don't right? like you, they'll yeah. ignore your video and they get someone else to do it. Yeah. yeah. Did you plug in your guitar? Is this what I saw? You're plugged in. No, no. I,
1: my laptop was about to die. Oh This is oh. not
2: plugged in. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I
1: realized okay. I didn't plug my laptop in. That was kind of important to have done. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so I know from talking to you before, professionally, you generally tour with Helix because it's just a lot easier. But at home, you get to play with real amps and stuff, and maybe you record with them too sometimes for the studio? Or is that Yeah, mostly- It's
1: always different. Um, as far as what I do here is always different.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that... Do you know many people that go between the two worlds that much? Or...
1: That go between the two worlds. I mean, I've got I've got a couple of friends that have some amps. I don't know if I. I mean, I guess there's more companies like, um, I you know like Live Ready Sound, for example, has all of the gear and all the amps, but they're also profile makers. So, mm-hmm. as far as just players that have both and that do both, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question.
2: I I think it's very interesting because. For people like me, we're always like, well, does it sound like that? You remember when I was bugging you about the Doctor Z or the train wreck mm-hmm. which everyone I was like, "Oh, compare it to the thing in the helix, compare it to the thing in the helix cuz Yeah. That's ultimately what why I bought the stomp. It's like, "Oh, I have a clone in here. But do I have a clone in here?" And so I'm always curious about Me too. That perspective. <laughs>
1: and I've always that's why that's what drove me to buy like the fractal and the quad cortex also. Oh, wow. A fractal. Yeah, Yeah. I said the F word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love it, but it's like there are members of their fan base that are. I mean, I guess it's like that with any product, but there's a lot fewer Helix users that'll be like so. um,
2: Anti everything else.
1: Anti everything else and just. mean (laughs) like Mm. for the lack of a better term (laughs) Mm,
2: mm. is it bigger is that why probably is is fractal bigger than helix i don't know no
1: helix has sold a lot more units than fractal but everybody swears that the it's like fractal users will swear that the fractal sounds infinitely better than the helix (laughs) so i at the end of the day i honestly don't know because (laughs) i can honestly say i've extensively used all three units i i said i was talking to one of my buddies i was like I still sound like the same asshole on all three of them. Right. Yep. So, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: You know, the, the tone and the fingers thing, I guess is the, yeah. is where I'm that a, I'm
0: a big fan of invoking the, uh, the Robert Johnson principle, which is like, it just needs to sound like something. Right. I mean, like if you can't just pick up a guitar and make it sound like somebody playing guitar, like you playing guitar. Yeah. All the other stuff is just window dressing.
1: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean the, the fractal stuff is so good though. Like there's, there's things that each unit does that the other one doesn't, you know? Sure. Like the quad cortex has the captures and the touchscreen, which is really easy to use. The Helix is the easiest gigging platform, like as far as adjusting on the fly or building a rig on the fly. But then there's fractal there where it's like the infinite possibilities with it. It's it's crazy how much you could do on that thing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot easier to get sounding great. Yeah. And the presets are all really good. Like you oh, could it's buy it's
2: easier to sound great. Is that right? I think I, so. Okay. It's not harder because it's got so many options necessarily.
1: Everything is, it's, it's easier to get to sound good, but it's harder to use. Whereas the Helix is easier to use and harder to get to sound good.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So just for our, because not all of our listeners know about all these different modelers. So the quad cortex, Steve talked about capturing. What he means by that is like, you can plug, I think, pedals in as well as amps. And yeah,
1: you could do anything besides uh modulation, delays, and reverbs, obviously. So uh-huh. pretty much any, any front end stuff, it'll send a frequency response through and record how it responds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's called a capture in the quad cortex. It's like a Kemper profile too, but it's a little it. bit it seems a little bit more sophisticated. I mean, Kemper's over 10 years old now.
2: Yeah, they um, haven't updated anything in a long time. I think. So,
1: so yeah, I guess it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, you could do overdrives and, uh, and amps with, or without cabinets.
2: It's, does it it's pretty care sweet. how you EQ it or no, that's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have oh, to, it e- does.
2: So depending <clears throat> on how you EQ that amp, it, that's how it's going to sound.
1: It's supposed to sound exactly like the amp that you're sending into it. So it's not, it's not giving you a copy of the whole amp. It's only giving you the snapshot of whatever the it hears. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So it's a capture of the current settings but it also has basic EQ on it like bass, middle, treble, volume, gain that are actually more usable. From what I've heard, I've never owned a Kemper but from what I've heard about like Kemper, you can't EQ it much mm-hmm. once it's done. Like once mm-hmm. it's made, it's made.
2: Mhm. 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 <laughs> and 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 then the um the fractal, from what I understand, you can get into like the, the circuitry so to speak and make changes to that even more than helix has a little bit of that with hum and bias or whatever oh, Fractal but they're, is even they're more, different right?
1: worlds yeah different worlds
2: yeah like you can change the delay it opens up like all the details of how the delay is even made and you can change that
1: yeah you could just there's uh there's like the basic tab which is what's actually on the units and then there's an ideal page <clears throat> where they basically take your amp that's like say it's like a one knob old like Tweed amp or something and it says ideally you would want to have all of these knobs and it gives <laughs> you an entire nice. selection of knobs and how it would respond you can change power tubes you could change preamp tubes you could mm. what's cool about it too you can add input boosts instead of having to put an overdrive pedal so mm. you can just there's an input boost switch on the ideal page and you can even tailor that. Do you want a Tube Screamer boost? Do you want a clean boost? Like what kind of boost do you want? So it's a, it's a great unit. I've been using the Fractal a lot lately because I, I wanna get really good at all of them and I wanna get more content out. My Fractal content is lacking right now. So I'm trying to, to build an audience there and um, try to get something rolling there. Mm-hmm. So I've been using the Fractal a lot lately.
0: Having all the time in the world doesn't mean that you're productive. And having money in your bank account doesn't mean that you know what the future brings for you financially. But, as they say, it gets really easy if you know the rules. And that's where OnTrajectory comes in. OnTrajectory is an easy to use, high fidelity financial planning tool that maps your income, investments, and expenses in a friendly graphical display. OnTrajectory captures dozens of data points so that you understand how your decisions affect your finances. Now, two months from now, or years from now when your kid starts applying to college. Built by finance nerds, OT is for anyone who wants to gain a clear picture of their financial future. It takes your guesses and turns them into educated, fact-filled, and data-driven scenarios so that you're prepared for life's bumps and detours. On Trajectory will walk you through the real-life questions to build your financial plan. With its helpful onboarding, you'll be up and running and ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, you name it. Getting financial peace of mind requires a plan you can trust, and OnTrajectory gets you to that plan or plans as the case may be. OnTrajectory gives you complete control and flexibility and supports all the complexity of your real life. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to www.grade43.com/ot and sign up for free today. That's www.grade43.com/ot. Thank you to OnTrajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and and um uh, the question escaped me about this crap um
1: it's my fault i rambled
2: no no (laughs) no no no. i thought i was like oh here's a here's a good follow-up question to this um
0: is it about what kind of strings he uses (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I <laughs>
2: <kinds of> <laughs> we always talk about strings
1: <laughs> the Dario tens
2: I, I got a feeling you're like I am a little bit you kind of don't care too you're not like oh I gotta have the coded strings or I gotta have the I'm, I'm so, sponsored by the dare you can say you love the coded strings or something. I am a
1: least I'm like the least picky person like people say like neck shape of a guitar is something that's really important to them I could yeah. care less really <laughs> Yeah, you can have I, a
2: baseball bat of a neck that you can barely get your thumb over and you can yeah. have a
1: I I've never been like, oh, I can't play this guitar because this neck shape. <laughs> 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 I guess just
0: <laughs> that would be awesome to show up at a gig and then just like walk on the stage and decline to sit in uh, for a session and then decline. Oh. Forget it. It's this a, is not a C shape. I need here. a V,
2: people. I need a V neck. <laughs> oh, you've got a you've got a
1: 60 slim taper neck uh
2: you know it's funny you say that because i'm like that with the i mean i can get it when the frets cut into my fingers i don't want that but i couldn't tell you if the frets are worn or not or beautifully crowned or polished or not like i don't i and i've had some of these guitars for 25 years like i don't don't know maybe i don't play enough but i play a fair amount
1: (laughs) i guess when you play more of them yeah one will wear out less (laughs) think of all the money you saved yourself in refrets (laughs) that's
0: right it pays for itself all eight hundred dollars yeah so i had a question i thought of earlier um so do you and your wife share guitars and is that weird because like bb king had lucille i can't imagine mrs king taking down lucille and like that not being like a, a guitar tends to be even though you seem to be kind of agnostic about strings or neck shape or whatever like there, there is something to like, Oh, that's, that's my guitar. I chased that down and it's mine. So do you guys share?
1: Nah. I mean, yeah. she's the least gear oriented person. Like before I got my hands on her gear, like where I was able to say like she was using like this garage sale acoustic <laughs> guitar. Wow. That, I mean, it sounded good for some reason. Right. Like it was just, it just sounded good. Because she's, Cause she's a, a, good- a true musician. Yeah, real musicians
2: don't obsess about gear. Yes. Like, like I said, let's say you're not a real musician. Sorry. but <laughs> I, like the, I, the, the, I get you know. what
1: you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Um, Somebody that, like I said, is good at music versus good at guitar. Yeah. Like when you're good at music, the gear doesn't matter. When you're the good at guitar, you focus more on the gear. So for her gear, never really mattered at all. Yeah. So I had started getting like decent stuff and I'm like, don't you feel a difference in this? She's like, yeah, but I don't care. It's not mine. She's like, this one's mine and I like it. I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Mind you,
2: now she's sponsored by Kiesel. So like whatever, it's all (laughs) like they just sent her guitars. (laughs) That's a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, she, yeah, she's had a couple of sponsorships that once she got some better guitars, she was like, oh, okay, I get it a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's and got I got to imagine nice like you know taking it on tour and the rigors and the the just everything it has to stand up to on tour like is oh. a real easy quality delimiter like your you know oh, yeah. your garage sale guitar is going to fall apart, but your real legit other guitar that's designed for that is not.
1: Yeah, but now since she went to Kiesel, she's been like obsessed with them. They're great guitars. I'm yeah. a, I'm actually quite jealous of um of her Kiesels because they're really really great. So now she gets to rub those in my face. She's like, oh, I ain't Kiesel. <laughs> So this is a uh, this is my iconic telly. This was uh, from a boutique builder in San Diego, and Jess wore this for one tour. You talk about taking things on the road, and there is just a huge indent here. You're probably mm-hmm. not going to come out and yeah, I can, out. I can see it. Uh, yeah, way. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> this indent here is from her heart-shaped belt buckle. Oh, <laughs> that That's just... what they
2: talk about. That's the belt. Thing. Oh my god, I just saw oh. like a lot of.
1: So it's just. This is like, not only is it like the finish is worn off, the wood is like is chipped off, is chipped off. So like signature
2: keezels. they all have like a little plate on the back for that now. Yeah, they make a they make (laughs) a belt rash plate, especially for Jess.
1: Now she had well, we haven't gone on tour since she had the Kiesel's yet. Uh, Like, well, we we did the US tour just now, but that was that was like for us, a five week tour is pretty quick. And obviously, because of COVID, touring's just been so hard. So, yeah. Normally, we're doing like a hundred shows in like four months. So, yeah. So I got to ask wow. about that. So,
0: so that's interesting. Like post pandemic, because I just went to my first post pandemic concert not that long ago. I think Calamar, you did roughly as well. What's yeah. it like from the other? What's it like being on the stage post pandemic now? Like, what are the big differences mm. that you see?
1: Um, nothing is. Once you're there, nothing's different. I think okay. everything leading up to it is what's becoming different. Like. I, people are less prone to want to come out, first of all. Right. And that's no longer it's I guess it's just an excuse now that people can use. Oh, well, people don't come to my shows because of the pandemic, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's just harder to get people to to want to come out. Venues don't want to pay as much because they're also being tied down. Yeah. So it's like, unfortunately, the uh, the inflation goes everywhere besides our pockets, like everything mm-hmm. around us costs more. Right. But us as the ones that are like trying to be performers and stuff like that yeah. doesn't that part doesn't trickle to us we can't go to them and be like hey inflation you need to pay us more
2: y- yeah you can't yeah. tell the gas stations to lower their prices yeah <laughs> well, <for laughs> the exactly <tour> <laughs> yep. yeah so what is a what
0: does a day in the life look like uh, both at home and on tour like what's, yeah is there an average kind of Steve day when you're busy doing work
1: um just well I don't know if you saw we have a a handicapped dog yeah she's a double um,
2: amputee of her hind yeah, legs she, yeah
1: she she's got both of her back feet cut off unfortunately um that's how they found her so my daily routine is waking up and doing uh stump care Aww. so i wake up i clean up her stumps. sometimes they're open sometimes they're closed um we're having a good month so i'll clean her up i'll put her prosthetic legs on and just she goes about her day that's wow. usually how I start my day is that, and then uh, we'll take her for a walk. And then it's just, I either will have baseball or music either day, mm-hmm. like either one on any given day. And then I'll just lock myself in here and do what I got to do. Cool.
2: So when you say music, you're talking about creating content, not uh, or, or, or writing music or whatever, recording, anything yeah. related to music.
1: Pretty much. Usually it's either learning a new piece of gear or, um, doing video stuff, experimenting with my setup to always <laughs> different lights, different, <laughs> different angles, different, everything. And
2: oh yeah, man, I just, we could do I a whole that yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I did don't know nothing if
0: it's... that effectively changed my setup at all, but I, I reorganized a bunch of shit. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's just like, yeah, I just dude, I spent stuff around. I,
2: I spent the pandemic exploring gear. Cause I also, I was like a gear Luddite for a long time. I didn't use any gear. And then, pandemic. Okay. HX stomp. Oh, this, that, the other. And then I'm making these presets and blah, blah, blah. Tweaky, 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 tweaky. Then I went to a farmer's market the other day and I played at a jam and I was like, oh shit, this is horrible. I cannot use this pedal to save my life. Cause I'd never <laughs> used it like in front of people. And I'm like, my levels change every time I press a button and it just doesn't sound right. And I don't know what the hell is going on. So I bought an amp and now I'm like, <laughs> cause I sold all my stuff too. And it's like, I, I think I'm just going to plug into this amp and play, but Maybe you have some words of wisdom. Maybe some of our listeners use modelers, too, for, like, you know, all I want to do is turn on a boost, turn off a boost, maybe have a super clean tone for something more like funk or Motown, and then have something a little grittier for blues. And as simple as that sounds, because of that edge of breakup sound, I don't want, like, super hyper-compressed distortion. In a live setting, for me, it was, like, not easy, and it did not sound great, so...
1: (laughs) This is where a lot of people um probably my most popular Helix videos are centered around that exact topic. Um, it's weird making presets at home and getting them to translate live. Yeah. They're literally never the same. Like if you listen to my live, I don't I don't play my live presets at home. Wow. So I have separate presets for our live show that huh. I only use live because they're very specific for. Our show and when you're home you want more gain you want more low end and it's like yeah this is you know yeah the the good stuff um but when you get live the fletcher munson curve you familiar with that thing yeah Yeah. so yeah very fancy stuff here that i i don't know anything besides the name of it and what it does
0: your highs muppets right
1: yeah i think so (laughs) your uh your highs and lows just get accentuated so much through a pa that you don't get at home with headphones yeah. or with studio mm-hmm. monitors so making your presets at gig volume very is very important mm. and knowing your unit on the fly the first couple of gigs with your unit what you went through is exactly what you're supposed to go through mm-hmm. but the idea is that you well no you're you're right in line with where you're supposed to be yeah, yeah. the first time i plugged mine in i was like oh shit this sounds awful yeah
2: yeah. <laughs> I just stepped on two buttons at the same time. I just changed bangs banks. What the hell is going on?
1: <laughs> I remember I had to change my global EQ, which on Helix, mm. you barely ever supposed to touch. I brought my high cut down to like 3K because it was so bright and I was like in such a panic. So that was my original remedy was to just lop everything until it wasn't harsh. Right, right. But right. over time, as I've progressed with it, I figured out, ways to figure it out. (laughs) That's cool.
2: Yeah. So I guess like you've said to me before as well, it's like, it's a journey of a million mistakes and no matter how much you watch videos or whatever, you just gotta like kind of go for it. I think is also part of the message. Like don't have paralysis from this, like, okay, fix it, learn it. And then next time just do that. And
1: that's why people like when they give me like nice comments, they'll be like, Oh my God, this is so great. How did you like, you're like, why do you even like never would have thought of this? I'm like, well, when you make as many mistakes as I have then
0: (laughs) a lot of different levers, you start to know what they do, right? Yeah.
1: That's pretty (laughs) much. It's like, I'm not gifted in any way, shape or form other than I've made mistakes, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, and you didn't let the mistakes stop you. I think for a lot of us, it's kind of like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Or I'm afraid that's going to happen. So I'm just not going to, not deal with it so that's very
1: frustrating when people do that i get i yeah and they'll be like oh i sold my helix because i couldn't get it to sound good after two weeks i'm like i get that two weeks is a long time but (laughs) once you get it to where you need it it's done (laughs) like right you'll never have to tweak again so right right i I get that they're frustrating that's a good point
2: yeah yeah you were going to say um, something, Brian?
0: Yeah, no, I got it. so um, another. I'm a big fan of two part questions. So, what was the first big music thing that drew you? That said, like, yes, this is it over um, baseball, right? And your your previous attempts. And then, what's the next big thing that you're going for? Mm. This sounds like a job interview. I didn't mean it to sound like that.
1: That's okay. Um, the first, but, but we are first, hiring, so <laughs> the first time that I thought. Music would be better than baseball.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Well,
2: <clears throat> uh,
1: I was probably my first real Jessica Lynn gig was at a Taste of Country Music festival in front of like fifteen thousand people. We bookended Br- Brad Paisley. Wow. So we played before him and after him, mm-hmm. and that was probably once I was out of college when I was still kind of trying to do pro tryouts and stuff. And that was like, this is cool. (laughs) I
0: could,
1: I could do this and just get as much satisfaction about from baseball. It was also more about baseball, not working than it was Mm. about music being better Mm -hmm. because you know, once you're, I mean, if you're, if you're 23, not signed in baseball, you're too old. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Yep. All right. So what's the, what's the next, uh, do you have a next big thing? Like, is there a great white whale you're chasing musically?
1: Day by day, man.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Every day is different. I feel like the more you expect, the more you're disappointed. So you just got to take it as it comes. But, uh, we're looking at We have a big Halloween show. We play at Daryl's house where they film the TV show live from Daryl's house.
2: Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. cool. Yeah. So we do their big Halloween show. And then every Christmas, we do like a really big production show at the Paramount Theater in Peekskill. And this year, we're actually doing a couple of dates on the road with it. So those are like the next big projects that we're
2: focused wow. on. Wow. And the Daryl thing, just for folks who don't know who we're referencing, we're not talking about the old show... Um... Not True Heart. What was that old show that and had Daryl, my, my br- other cousin Daryl? Yeah. Um, I'm Larry, and this is my brother uh, Daryl my, bro- my other brother <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, that was, uh, what was the name of that show? Uh, New Heart. New Heart, New Heart, yeah. New Heart. Anyway, he's talking about the uh, Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates fame that we all listened to growing up in the 80s and folks now like and call it <laughs> Yacht Rock or whatever. Yeah. And it's his house, and it's this awesome like, A-frame uh, barn kind of space, I think, from what I've seen. And he just invites... All the cool people. And so That's Steve awesome. and Jessica are on that cool people list, which is kinda amazing. We were actually
1: the we we're actually the first band. So it used to be actually in his barn. Now they have a venue. Oh wow. So we were actually the first band besides Hall and Notes to play the venue. No
2: kidding. Cool. And we've been guys, doing it. Did you, annually. Did you play
0: Maneater?
1: No. <laughs> didn't <laughs> play Maneater. That. <laughs> That'd be
0: awesome.
1: We we do have a Hall and Notes cover in this year because we're doing a eighties themed Halloween show.
2: Oh, that's awesome! So we had to throw one in there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that's we're we're a little tight for time because I could get into other stuff too. But um, yeah, I know everyone's gotta
0: get, got got to get back to the code ranch.
2: Got to get back to the code. <laughs> yeah, our our day jobs are definitely not music related. I, but uh, yeah, I feel like maybe if I had made different decisions in college, I would be doing something more. Like this, which I think you and I share uh, interest in like pr- just performance, whether it's in sports and you're performing and there's like a lot of people and somehow that that's like where you get your kicks kind of thing. And it's OK. You don't get too word in front of a bunch of people or it's music. That's like what I realized during the pandemic, not performing. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was doing music and it wasn't fulfilling. And then I go and play one gig and I'm like, oh, yeah, it was that. <laughs> That was the thing that was missing. I need to get somebody's
0: got to hear it for it to be music. Somebody's right? got to hear yep. it. Yeah. It's
2: not for me in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like the opposite. I'm like
0: whatever, it sounded good to me in my basement. So <laughs> as I long as
2: you're happy, hate, that's all hater, that matters. Haters, back off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. You're engaging with the community. This is what I'm always talking about. And you're happy, and you're helping people out, and you're bringing cool people together. Hopefully, that's what we're doing too. Getting people to like learn about steve and everything uh i think that's kind of kind of awesome yeah yeah but anyway everyone's pretty busy i know steve you got to get back to making stupid videos in addition to real videos go go like this you got something right here i think you got a booger on your face (laughs) right now
1: if you guys pull up that amazon video you'll see that there's a big there's a little digital shadow in my nostril
2: oh dude i I think you needed to just I think today, if you did it now that you're comfortable with all of it, you would have just had like it. a black thing there. That's like, <laughs> there's this giant black that's, dot following. That's pretty,
1: that's pretty much what it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> booger alert or something like that. No, just nobody, just like nobody is the booger.
1: For some reason, nobody's commented on it. I mean, I guess people have, uh, the guy that fixed it did a good job because nobody has, Yeah, I, I posted, I was like, oh shit. I was like, people are going to make fun of this for all eternity. I was like, watch this video go like super viral for no reason. And I have a huge black. Dot on my and nose. There will
0: be like a whole documentary about you years down the road. Uh, yeah, be like it'll be like the Kennedy assassination, but they'll be zooming in on your face. <laughs> I, 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 like, I
2: already here's how know. I, made it. I already know the first social media post I'm going to put about our interview here. We'll have a picture from that video that I'm I'm going to be like, find out why why Steve's face is messed up in this video I, when you s- listen I to could, the podcast. <laughs> I'll
1: send you a before a screenshot from before with just the huge booger in my nose
2: oh man that's amazing i I also
1: like that i'm not above talking about that stuff too like when people like for me i'm a big fan of when like artists or you know when players talk about mistakes and they talk about their their worst nightmares coming true and stuff like it makes i guess not not that it makes me feel better but it humanizes them a little bit Yeah. yeah Like, um, I don't know if you guys are into session players or not, but like Tom Bukovac is a big session player in Nashville. Yeah. His homeschooling show is phenomenal. Yeah. And he posted a video of Paul Franklin playing steel, who is the most legendary steel player of all time. Like literally number one in the world, top Mm -hmm. of all time. And he's playing a solo in the studio and he's like, ah, shit, let me do it again. And I'm like, huh. (laughs)
2: right right wait it's not all one take. what do you mean i'm like thank
1: god he's he's just a regular guy too and seeing that is like it's it's refreshing and it feels more real when you see when people allow themselves to be organic and it's not so polished and oh look how perfect this is right
0: and you learn about like there are some happy accidents that happen right i mean not so much the facing but some of you're like why do you do it that way like you know what i don't know the chocolate fell into the peanut butter and it's been going ever since right yeah
2: do you have one of those Tom inspired EQ pedals, the XTS or XTA? Oh, he's going to show it to us now. He's got it right there. Damn I have it.
1: the I have the analog band GE seven.
2: Yeah, is it basically the same idea? The tighter mid range. Yeah. Um, um, I
1: don't think that he he doesn't tweak the mid range as much, but he quiets it down. I also have the Nobles ODR one. That's because of him.
2: We've talked about. Well, you have the ODR one, the real one, the, the real one. Yeah. You're you're like you should just get this one. I was like, uh, I'm a cheapskate. This one's ninety. That one's like two hundred and fifty. I don't know. But oh no, I,
1: I even have the vintage one. That oh, they're now over a thousand dollars. Not when so, I bought it, though. Not when I bought it.
2: I think one of those session guys that plays down in Nashville. He's like, this is my crypto, and he had like ten of those nobles. Yeah, that's Info- Ford. Fort yeah. Thurston, yeah, yeah. Fort Thurston had like ten of them. He's like, sell me yours. The guys like I have one. I was like, I'll buy it. Give me your, give me your nobles because <laughs> they're going
1: up in value so much. When I bought mine, I think I paid like, I paid three fifty for mine, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, that's so much money. I was like, but Tim Pierce uses it. Guthrie Trap uses it. Tom Bukovac uses it. I was like, I gotta have it and i bought it and now it's like i see on reverb they're over a thousand dollars well
2: yes (laughs) that pedal show didn't help either they were talking about even the cheap one they're like this pedal's great which implies that the original is even better probably so now it's just yeah
1: there is something about i don't know i know the original designer of the pedal and he designed the nordland odrc under his own branding yeah and he claims that it's like a it's the exact vintage one but it there's something about the vintage one that just sounds different. And I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, vintage is always better. Oh, it has to be this. (laughs) It has to be that. Like there's just something about this pedal that has a different organic sound to it. That
0: it's, it's what makes it a different thing. It's
1: weird. I don't know if it's component drift or just shittier components. Mm. (laughs) I, Mm.
2: I have heard that the, there is a plugin for, for DAWs for the ODR and they factor in, battery quality going down and changing the sound that's like something you can actually adjust on it
1: and we'll all swear that it actually makes a difference
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if it's (laughs) eric johnson i can tell which battery you're plugging in kind of difference because i yeah i don't know about that one but like yeah 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 well it sounds like you need to buy the exact tone ge7 and do like a shootout with your with your analog man one maybe i should (laughs) All right, man. Cool. cool.
0: Well, awesome talking with you, man. Thanks for joining us.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Party, gents. Back to work. Back. Yep. Cool, man. Well, I hope you had fun, too. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know you're super busy, so thanks for, for talking. Thanks for having about me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, man. Regards, care, to everybody, and, and thank you so much.
1: All right. I'll yep. talk to you next time you need help on Instagram. <laughs>
2: <Take care. laughs> so we're coming back in
0: yep we are back <laughs> well say. that
2: was fun right that was great Steve's so yeah, cool that
0: was a good time.
2: you know uh because of the magic of our post editing here i've been able to go see that video with the booger that he talks about and <laughs> you really can't see it um i asked him he's like yeah no otherwise i wouldn't have put it on there but that was hilarious uh yeah. th- th- that was very but you really can't see it but uh, but I just want to frame out a little bit, going back to the whole goals thing, and we talked to him a little bit about it. I followed up with Steve a little bit afterwards. Like, so how did you get there? What did you do? So you decided you wanted to play in the band, and and then what? And so his goal re- literally was like, I want to be able to get up and play one song with her cover band, okay? And and then so he took some lessons one year, but mostly he just learned it from YouTube, he took the Guthrie Traps Artist Works course. He said that changed his playing completely. Hmm. That, that's kind of big. And he loves Tim Pierce. Tim Pierce, we'll, we'll put links to all of this, including to Steve and Jessica Lynn's music. We'll put links to, to all yep. of that uh, in, in the notes here. But Tim Pierce is like... And the it, secret booger video and the secret booger video for <laughs> sure. Um that's his number one thing. He has been on that from day 1. He loves him and the reason he loves these people is because they really teach music. Uh they're not just teaching you songs without any context or learning or just throwing out there how to play super fast. It's really about like supporting songs. So it's so it's it's almost like oh that's it. Uh, Yeah, that is it. You just got to do it like every day. You just got to practice, right? That
0: gives me the opportunity to work in my Carlton line, which is he always says he is not a guitarist. He is a musician who plays the guitar.
2: Right. 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 And I think we all get hung up on that. Like I'm on the True Fire Discord channel, and uh, a common topic is like, oh my God, I've been going through 30 courses. Calamar himself, guilty. I'm guilty of that yeah. too. And it's like... Actually, not... I blame
0: you somewhat for my going through 30 courses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. And and it's because we don't have a goal. And I will tell you this, one of the things that I, I mentioned on that channel was like, um, okay, we can have goals, but if we're setting goals for ourselves, we're the first to kind of let ourselves slide. And then we don't mm-hmm. like try to stick to those goals. So... I find that if I really am serious about something, you got to have some sort of accountability, some skin in the game, right? Yeah. Like I, th- when I did the course with Josh Skaja, um, if we didn't submit a video every day, we had to. Um, th- so the way it worked is we paid ninety bucks for the course or something like that, right. but sixty dollars of that was subtracted two dollars a day if you submitted a video so if you submitted a video he would give you back two bucks otherwise it got donated to charity or something like that so like being the cheap bastard that i am i did it every day (laughs) i didn't miss a day you know honey it's a money-making opportunity for us it's just like skin in the game and then now i'm doing this blues jam thing same thing it's like i don't want to suck on stage for me that's like a big deal so now i'm all of a sudden it's like taking off with that and i feel like i'm It's just a whole different way of focus and learning and clarity and not noodling, not looking at anything. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to work on exactly this to go play this thing tomorrow night or whatever. I'm like the
0: opposite. Pockets is not a very good accountability partner. She just looks at me (laughs) and meows and wanders (laughs) off. I'm like, whatever, I'll play (laughs) something else then.
2: (laughs) I just want to pee in the room. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: right. just need to use the litter box. I'm just here temporarily, old man. Too funny, too funny. uh, funny. One of the things I dug about Steve, and I was going back through my notes because I just have like this document that I stash. Oh, I want to talk about this on the podcast, talk about this on the podcast, and maybe I get to it next time, maybe I don't. And I had the phrase written down the bullshit of an amazing guitar. And I feel like I manifested Steve coming forward when he was talking about, like, yeah, I don't really care about a C shaped neck, this kind of fret, this kind of fretboard, this kind of like whatever, it's a tool, just give it to me, I'll learn how to play it. And it it really um, resonated with this thought I have, like, yeah, like an amazing guitar. Like there is, and we've talked about this before, like there's a certain level of quality and durability you want to get to for the features you want, but you know, your 10 top amazing Koa wood with all the fancy stuff and the it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's not really like guitars just as cool as they are. They're not amazing. And uh, I thought that was a a good takeaway. Like, yeah, it's just a guitar, right? Just pick, pick it up and use it. Learn how to use the tool. Instead yeah. of be a tool who talks about his amazing guitar,
2: right. <laughs> I love, that's a quote. We're gonna we're gonna tweet that one out or whatever. The <laughs> guitar is a tool instead of you're you're just a tool playing a guitar. That's right. Yep, I love it. It's like I the, can't be the
0: first person to have said that
2: though. It's like the Casio watch versus the three thousand dollar watch, yeah. right? That yep. gets the job done and everything. I, I mean, I guess if your goal is to play the fastest things possible, and you learn that a particular guitar. Just enables you to play that much faster because of its mechanics, somehow. Yeah. maybe, but that's like half of a percent of guitarists, or yeah, something. And it's, it's very
0: much like the uh, the elementary school kind of conversations. Like, my shoes are faster than your shoes. Do you remember? Oh my that? god, like, my daughter oh,
2: talks about that all the time. Are these faster? Because I need to run faster <laughs> than Brent. She's out for Brent. Brent, watch out, Whoa, buddy. Look out, Brent. she wants to run faster than you. Um, but but then there's the other side of it, right? Which is the same thing that goes for car collectors and whatever else. It's like. What what makes you happy? Yeah. Do you want do you want the beautiful Corvette? Then go get the, you have the money for it. You're not effing anyone else's life up. I, just go buy your Corvette. Who cares? Yep. Buy your twenty thousand dollars guitar. I. That's great. That's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I say that as a guy, as you could see over here. There's here's I'm pointing to. Audio. Yeah, I won't be able to. There's there's my bullshit amazing guitar that I don't make very good use of.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, as we're wrapping up, obviously, please send us any feedback you want at info at grade43.com. Right. You're probably wondering about our homework. I know everyone is screaming right now at That's their... That's right. They wanted the slides. Yeah. Where's the slide guitar? It's coming. We haven't forgotten about it. It's just that we, right. when, when we're able to get an interview in, we try to get it in because... Uh, Take what we, you can get. Yeah. People's schedules back. change all the time. Um we have a couple of inter- other interviews. Uh, yeah. also in the there pipeline. was like
0: there was some prop exchange. I thought that that uh in my guitar crate I sent you that weird like single yeah.
2: knuckle slide or That one's weird. That one. that, wa- that thing is not great. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought <laughs> that would be helpful. Or at least my hands are too small for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent you in exchange uh a wireless guitar uh connector. It's coming in the mail yeah, soon. my guitar vape. It looks like a vape and Huge thank you to Alex Price, who is a music professor in Pennsylvania, who is just like so kindly giving this away to people that follow him on Instagram. So I pinged him and he sent me two. Wow. Nice. So we'll have a link to his stuff too. I have it here. It's a very fun thing. Um yeah, we can talk more about that too. It's under a hundred bucks for wireless. Yeah, you know? Yeah, beat that. Kinda kinda decent. So
0: Cool, yeah, so we got the slide thing coming up next. We promise yep. that we'll be next. We have, yep. as of you're listening to this, we have two weeks plus to get our act together and yep. make sure that this yep. works.
2: So. We've got some more guitar theory coming down. I don't know. There's a few things coming in there, so we're excited. Yeah, and we still
0: got to organize our big shindig for the end of the year. If we oh, yeah. That yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but these kids in the neighborhood, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm always screaming at them, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get off
0: my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's good enough. I'm gonna run I just do this because <laughs> it's so because it, it stuck out. Trick or treat! <laughs> that's right. Stupid genes.
2: Oh, you can't yeah, hear
1: us. Technical difficulties never happen, right?
2: Never. Can you hear us? No. Uh, can't hear us that's but great everything so we can just talk shit about be.
1: i should be hearing this as my audio source hang on Let's
2: see change my audio